Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. Yep. That was muted. You you were a little muted. I was muted. Yeah. You didn't say we do. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, please say it now. We do. Thank you. Who, what episode did we watch today? First of all, who did our theme song? Oh, for God's sake. I need to to lean in. Well, Alex Machina did our theme song. He's over at slactory.com and he's a great American. Yes. Um, and ep- the episode we watched today was the fifth episode of season five called geothermal escapism. That's right. Written by Tim Sacadero. Sacadero. Yep. Um, can we talk for just a second, um, about the director of this episode? Tristan Shapiro? Nope. Then give me another name. It was Mr. Joe Russo. Oh. Which I think is interesting to note, even with uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier coming out so soon, Russos are still sticking around for community. Good for them. Well, it's it's there's two Russos. And the, but they both worked on Captain America. Yeah. So you could you could spare one from the from Cap so to go do. <laughs> you think, do you think that's what happened? I think like if the Cone brothers were doing a movie and one of them said, Oh, can you cover for me for a, no, while, a few that's days? Not, no, that's they not would, how it works. They would run over. That is not how it works. Yeah. I'm trying to pay a compliment to Joe Russo, and you're trying to make it sound like he was the less essential on Captain America 2. Or if, like the Wachowskis, <clears throat> you know. Is it Wachowski or Wachowski? We've talked about this. On air? Off air. Okay. I believe it's Wachowski. That's not important. What happened in this episode? Uh, lava. Fucking right, Lava. General overview of this episode. Uh, there's a competition where they play the floor's Lava. Yes. Or do they don't they give it a simpler name? Um what? Don't they just call it like lava floor? Hot lava. Heard, hot hot lava. lava. Yeah. But I've always called it the floor's lava. Uh I don't know that I ever had a name for it when I called it. Hmm. I just said, hey, the floor is lava. But that wasn't like the name of the game. That was just a, a, a declarative statement. That that pretty much sums it up though. Okay. It's like it's like bingo or Uno. <clears throat> yeah. The the game is the name. Uh, yes. And Abed has has instituted this game. As a uh, tribute to Troy, who is leaving yeah. to go sail around the world. Mm-hmm. I, I need to cough. You say words for a second. All right. So. <coughs> Sorry, uh, I could tell it was affecting my voice. Basically, the. the So that's the overview. Yes. So the the setup to this is uh, they're having like a like a goodbye Troy party. Bon Troyage. Yes. And, Hashtag. And the, uh, the dean comes on, does an announcement. Yes. Uh, Let's show the delight of the study group. Well, because Britta brought them, to, yeah, yeah, brought them down to reality. Them. Yeah. And they were willing, they wanted to forget for just a moment that they're going to be losing their friend. Yes. To the sea. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the dean comes on and says, oh, you know, Troy and Abed have such a great friendship and it's so magical. I'll, I'll go along with his silly game. Yeah. And Abed kicks it up a notch, mm-hmm. entices everyone into the game. Yeah. With his 
first issue of Space Clone. Yes. Valued at fifty thousand dollars. That's right. <laughs> and so everyone Because as he says, uncool people need motivation. <laughs> yeah. He he gets in he gets everyone into it. Yeah. Even the Dean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's a... Uh, who with the dean has a great line where he said, Did you say fifteen or fifty? Yeah. Who am I kidding? I'll do it anyway. And he gets up on the on the counter. Um good stuff. Your dogs are making noises. I'm yeah, I, I apologize to the podcast listener. I have noisy dogs. Um uh, you got any? So we go we go into a new title screen that, that like it says Community Lava World. Yes. <laughs> which I, I assume is a play on Water World. Uh perhaps. Because they, the way that they also, in that next scene, when, when we see what, what has become of yeah. Jeff and Annie, yes. they sort of talk like, I imagine, I remember how, like, Waterworld people well, talk. Well, they're doing a very specifically post-apocalyptic thing in this one. Yeah, but it's kind of like, you've seen Waterworld. I have seen, I've never seen it all in one sitting. I've okay. probably seen all of it, but because I will always stop and watch at least 20 minutes if it's on cable. There's like, there's like an absurd scene where... Uh, the, there's like some kind of a store and dirt is like a thing they sell yeah, and like because people are like the world is super into dirt yeah and like it's in the same way where like chairs are like a commodity to them yeah. and like they speak in chair yeah like they're like oh like, we gotta get some sticks over here yeah. like, gasoline and road warrior yeah. yeah yeah it's like a it's like a silly thing where like uh or like well i mean there's a video game and fall out the bottle caps yeah like how how did this even happen? Weird things become commodities in yeah. uh, in uh, in the future hellscapes. So basically, the Jeff has a nice line here where uh, Britta is trying to bring everyone back to reality, e- even in the midst of this crazy game. Yes, and uh, and and she says, "Oh, you, really? You're th- that into this? This doesn't seem weird to you?" And Jeff says, "Well, this is not that strange at a school who's on nine one one's blocked call list." <laughs> Which I love that that Greendale as a whole is just. Is known to to uh, by the nine one one call center to just be ignored. <laughs> yes, I think in that same scene, w- w- that was when the floor was love already, right? Yes. Uh, there, there's a moment when they're talking about how they're gathering chairs to do different formations. Yes, they mentioned the reverse Danny Thomas. Yes. Now, didn't they mention that before? I feel like Danny Thomas has been mentioned before on the show I think in the first season. You I think. might be right. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to have to do some research. Because I think um, we talked about it when we were recapping the first season. I think you're correct. I remember I us believe, look, having to look up Danny Thomas. I believe you reason. are correct. Uh, I will do some research and maybe we'll have some more information by the end of this podcast. Okay. So, uh, Locker locker Boys? The Locker Boys show up. <laughs> I love the Locker Boys. Yeah. Who are, you know, they're right out of a, of a water world or, or a road mm. warrior type uh, yeah. crazy gang <laughs> that, that tends to show up in, po- in post-apocalyptic settings. And they're led this, by Chang. Obviously. <laughs> They've got crazy hair, all of them. Uh-huh. And uh, so they show up and make certain demands of of uh, Annie, Jeff, and Britta. Yeah. Uh, one of which is they demand to know that they're same-sex celebrity crushes. Because everyone has them. I, I do you agree with that statement. Yeah. Who's your same-sex celebrity crush? Let's not talk about it. So, oh, mine's John Hamm, obviously. I'm not, I'm not being held up by the locker boys. <laughs> you know what? I've, I'll go on record. John Hamm, right there. Said it. Good for you. Come on, Andrew. You're not going to say it? Nah, that's good. Why not? Yeah, good. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> the internet's going to call you gay? No. What's going on? Is this elementary school? No. I de- as a representative of the locker boys, I demand to know your same-sex celebrity crush. 
It doesn't matter. So why does the, why are you embarrassed? I'm very curious. I as think to it's why, more fun to not to why to you're not embarrassed. Say. It's more fun not to say. That's an excuse, is what that is. Okay, that is an excuse. If I ever heard one. Uh, so Chang uh, and his gang become intimidated by Troynovid. A Chang gang. Oh boy. <laughs> yes, nailed so, it. So when Troynovid uh, come around the corner and they do their intimidation maneuvers. Yeah. And it actually works. Troy says, "Oh, I guess that looked how I thought, I thought it. it looked." Yeah. yeah, I think that was pretty a pretty fun moment. Yeah. Um, but then they get one upped even further by good old Professor Buzz Hickey. Yes, who, who somehow in. rigged together a, a Zamboni esque machine. Yes, uh, or or like an old timey like uh, you'd see like uh, in a in like a, a joke like maybe on the episode of the simpsons or something a 30s crowd control device where it has like the cow pusher in front of the car <laughs> yes to just get people out of the way um hickey comes is, is it was it powered by fire extinguishers yes is that what was going on there yes or or some other kind of uh pressurized device because we see in the first instance he has some sort of pressure meter yes <laughs> but later on we definitely see it's it's powered by uh fire extinguishers uh yes it's, um, it's the nitrogen trail or whatever that okay. is. Okay, in in Contemporary Impressionists yes. episode of Community, which was, uh, th- that was the, the episode with the Celebrity Impressionists. Oh, sure. Um, Jeff makes up a, 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 a reference to bringing up Danny, uh, Danny Thomas' sex myth. Huh. So that was a previous Danny Thomas. Uh, and, and reverse Danny Thomas, which is the reference to this episode, does, that obviously sounds like a sex thing here yeah. as well. So, uh um there you have it folks okay uh so there's some uh the jeff and annie sort of combine with uh troy and abed yeah and and britta is at stake where she she almost gets knocked over yes uh she's trying to to centipede her way out of there or to inchworm because it's just her yeah it's inchworm um and and um uh well uh, and troy at first heroically says jump at the last second and she makes it under to his chair setup yeah. and then she and tries they... to talk them out of this whole lava game yes and then um and then <laughs> she is almost immediately abandoned yeah by abed though it should be it should be noted that it wasn't troy's plan to abandon her yeah um troy just didn't realize that uh that That's abed's plan only doing. included him <laughs> yeah. um so and yeah. buzz buzz hickey instead of uh pushing her he he he's he says some what is it he says like uh this game has done some bad things to people <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh he's only in it for the money he also establishes yeah uh for his son who's getting gay married <laughs> <laughs> and Br- Britta knows about this kind of thing because she lived in new york <laughs> yeah and so they team up yeah um yeah so they team up which i i, I would like to ask you this do you think that was solely out of pity on hickey's part for her being abandoned uh-huh. or do you think he wisely saw her as a tool that he could use because she was quite effective in knocking over a lot of people in a later scene yeah on his behalf uh i mean ultimately it didn't work out for him but well i think maybe he thought he could trust her yeah and he needed someone that he could trust who who was his out of out of armored car representative yes like he needed like a personal guard that he could trust so he used her yeah yeah no i i don't i don't think it was pure pity yeah yeah he we, he saw an opportunity we know buzz hickey he's a smart I, man he knows how to he, play the game he has very little pity in his body <laughs> for for 
you know, people that he doesn't pity for personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't even talk about the scene with Duncan, which was delightful. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, Duncan was the first person we see, like, kind of at, in, in, after the break when we're in the, the real... Was that a teacher's lounge? Shit. That was the teacher's I lounge. I believe that was the teacher's lounge. And, um, uh, again, the vending machine broken into... <laughs> yes. The, anytime something goes down at Greendale, the vending machines are the first place everyone goes. Or not even just goes down. But just, <laughs> just anytime <laughs> someone goes up to it, it yeah. seems like they get into it very easily. It seems, it seems to me that people at, at, at Greendale are constantly thinking, man, as soon as I get the chance, <laughs> I'm getting in that vending machine. Yeah. But uh, he, so Brenda shows up. She says she's not even interested in winning the comic book. She's only staying in the game to talk to Abed because Abed won't talk to anybody after that out of the game because mm-hmm. he will officially recognize them as dead. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff get knocked, uh, uh, Duncan tries to leap onto a chair, with which Jeff throws something out, knocking it off and causing Duncan to fall in the chair, mm-hmm. where he has a great line where he says, this is why English people can't win anything. You always cheat. Yeah. Which I, I kind of like that that broad characterization of, of all English people as sort of babies. Who, uh, who are sore losers. <laughs> um, good stuff. Uh, back to the present, which is... Uh, oh, just interesting note about the Locker Boys. Um, Chang reveals that his same-sex celebrity crutch is Nathan Fillion, who will appear later this season. Yeah. Um, and we have talked at oh, length boy. in the past about actors referencing characters or movies that they were in. Uh, an example of that would be Bruce Willis showing up on Friends, even though it had already been established that Ross Chandler and Joey's favorite movie was Die Hard. Yeah. And it seems strange that they would not recognize him. So mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I don't know if Nathan Villain will be playing himself or what's going on here. Well, but, no, you know, we've talked about who he plays. I can't remember. Okay. Don't who's worry he, about it. Who does he play? He's like some, he's like a corrupt janitor Ooh, head, I like that. head janitor I guy. I like that. It's like a it's like a political scheme. Episode. And they've done this on. I, I I believe there was there there has been a Fletch reference on Community before, so it's not. Uh, is there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the exact reference, but it was definitely referenced at one point. Huh. Um, so this is. I mean, this has happened, but uh, you know, there it is. Yeah, it's not a perfect world. Yeah. <laughs> Few things are. In a perfect um, world, they would figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't yet. Uh, but I mean, okay. We're going off topic a bit right now. It's okay. What is the good version? Because I tell you what the good version is not, Ocean's 12. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that's not the good but version. But if Ocean, to people who don't know. No, the good version is um, Last Action Hero, which you have not seen. I have not seen. You son of a gun. Hold on a second, though. Ocean's 12, just for those who don't know what we're talking about, a plot point in Ocean's 12 <laughs> is that is the Julia Roberts character resembles Julia Roberts. Yeah. And that is how they're able to do a heist. Yep. Where did, Bruce Willis was involved in that too. How did he figure it in? He he's the one who recognizes her on the carpet and says something, and she doesn't know what he's talking about, so he figures out that it's not really Julia Roberts. Okay, um, he's redeeming himself for his friend's issue, but he's not because this is bad. No, I'm just I'm making a, <laughs> a joke. Boo hoo. Uh, what's what happens in the last action hero? So in the last action hero, uh, a kid jumps. He using a magical movie ticket. He jumps into a movie. Yeah. In this movie world, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a character. Yeah. Right? So the, the in the movie world, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, doesn't exist. Yeah. So when the kid goes to a movie store in the movie world... Oh, you told me the about poster, this. It's like Terminator, but it stars Celestia Sloan. It's yes. stuff like that. Yes. I like that. That's the good you version. You know what? Yeah, Last Action Hero did it right. 
But then also part of the joke, I think, is that there's someone who looks like Arnold and he was in Hamlet. Like, it was a joke on that. Okay. I, I can still get into that. Yeah. I should watch Last Action Hero. Yes, you should. Okay. Um, uh, it's worth it. Yeah. So I got <laughs> we some, got way off track right there. I also got some more Danny Thomas news. Okay. Apparently, eggs Danny, Tom, eggs Danny Thomas style is like a sex term. Oh. Uh, which is, you know, warning. It's about to get. We're we're about to earn that explicit sticker. All righty. Um, similar to a, a Cleveland steamer. Apparently, this was allegedly oh, started by Danny Thomas when, after having sex with a prostitute, he requested that she defecate on a glass table while he lay under it and watched. Which right. I've heard of that act. I've never heard of it referred to as as eggs Danny Thomas style. Who is Danny Thomas? Am he was I an actor being, back in the day. Uh, am I being dumb right now? I looked I looked him up for here. I it's don't, not Danny K. It's not Danny K. That's a different person. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell because his last name is K. Um, I thought oh, that was like a middle initial. He's uh, he is the <laughs> he was a comedian. He was in movies too. He is Marlo Thomas's dad. Oh, and you know who Marlo Thomas is, right? She was um, that girl. On the television show, that girl, <laughs> and also Rachel's mom on Friends to bring it back. Yes. Um, okay, so sorry that we've talked about your dad in this way, Marlo Thomas, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but let's let we let's get back on track now. Shirley Island. Shirley Island is where they go. This is again like a clear like water world type thing. Yes, where it's like that, there's an oasis. <laughs> yeah, and that's this is we've seen this in past uh, community episodes. Mm. Peter sat his weird gambling den in one of the paintball episodes. <laughs> um, Vicky uh, Vicky seems to know where her bread is butter because she is the one constant who's always in these oases. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they go to Shirley's Island, and there's talk of an orb. I love this. Yes. It pays um, off so well. It really does. They keep referencing this orb that is that will is, save... is housed at Shirley's Island, yeah. which is this, this mythical device, which is, is, is somehow the key to surviving in this world. Yes. But we don't see what it is. Um, not immediately. Not immediately. <laughs> so then um, Hickey... And Britta, who is now... She's turned. She has turned. Oh, it's so she great. Is, she is sort of his second in command. She's she's taken her hair and sort of clipped it all to one side. Yes. So that it looks like one of those post-apocalyptic crazy hairdos. Yes. So perfect. And she is... So she's the second in command. Uh, he's got an army of, of chair walkers. <laughs> chair walkers. These are people who have strapped chairs to their feet. With duct tape. Yes. Um, and they have come to storm Shirley's Island. And she's using, Britta is getting around on a rolly chair using two plungers to steer. (laughs) Yes. Brilliant. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Although I do think my favorite in the episode is Starbird's device for getting around, which we'll talk about later. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So they they come to storm Shirley's Island. Um, Troy and Abed appeal to Shirley saying, you know, we need the orb to save Shirley's Island. Mm -hmm. And she says the orb is Shirley's Island. Uh Um, and she removes a blanket, which we we kind of get a glimpse of it here. We don't really see it until a second later. Yeah. Um, when when Troy and Hobbit come bursting out in one of those giant like hamster ball type of voices, yeah, saying Troy like you see and it Hobbit in a bubble. <laughs> You've seen those things at like fairs. You, yeah. you roll them on on a little bit of water. Yeah, it's fun. I've never seen two people in one at the same no, time. No, that I don't think. Which that's I love that, that logistical that they just do that. Troy and Abed are are willing to take that risk. Uh huh. Um, just fantastic. They're so in sync. They yeah. can just move as one. Yeah. Uh, um, and during this, I want to talk about during this. Um, Jeff 
and Britta are are plunger fighting. Yeah. Trying to knock each other off. And there's this whole thing about um, Jeff is getting really mad because he keeps trying to tell a, a pithy knock-knock joke. Yeah. But Britta won't say who's there, uh-huh. which is great. And it's also kind of reminiscent of, a, of, an, ex- of an exchange um, he had with Mike the Bully. In season one. Right. Which was one of my favorite ever community exchanges when uh, Mike the Bully comes up to him and says, knock, knock, my fist up your balls. And then Jeff just says, who's there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, Jeff has a history of of confrontational knock, knock jokes. Um, And what I really like about their encounter is that Jeff loses. Yes. I think that's, that's really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it also, it fits the story where Britta, Britta's the one who has to, you know, use her psychological knowledge to, to save Abed. Yeah. She's the one who needs to still be in the game. Yeah. But I, I, I think that's, that's really great. Yeah. It's a lot a of times, moment. like, Jeff succeeds just because the plot needs him to, but here Britta succeeds because the plot needs her to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a, there, there's a chase, um, they they want to uh, they, they, they they played chicken with Hickey yes and they believe they won because Hickey turned away but he also had a knife yes he revealed that he had a knife and he had punctured the ball yeah so they it's go on deflating. the run yeah it's deflating they need to get to somewhere before the ball completely deflates uh-huh. uh, there's a chase in a hallway at which point Britta jumps on top of the ball well you're you're skipping Starburns when do you want oh that's true that? yeah sorry I didn't have a, I didn't have an official note about Starburns they show that a, Starburns is in a hallway and he believes he's the winner yes because he can't see anyone else in the hallway uh-huh. and um and he, his device for for movement is was it a skateboard he was standing on I don't remember he was standing on something with wheels but he was holding a stick with a shoe on the end <laughs> <laughs> which I just like that he's like well I can't use my real foot so I'll make the best facsimile I have which is a stick with a shoe at the end uh, that was really great uh, unfortunately Starburns is taken out by Jordan Abed oh, in the yeah. bubble um, and then during the chase Britta jumps on top of the bottle, bottle. The, the bubble yes which I was very concerned about. <laughs> like, yeah. this was a moment that just me, like, I was, like, genuinely concerned in real life for the stunt woman who was doing <laughs> that. And for Britta within the story, I was like, oh, that, someone's going to get hurt, guys. Well, that was a bad decision, I think. I felt like a concerned mom in this scene. <laughs> um, He's like, get down from there. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't get hurt, though. No. They they end up going down, a, a, going through an employees-only doorway. Um, some, some basement storage area. Yes, which I believe it was looks also to be, in the zombie episode. Yes, yeah, which we which we actually we really referenced before uh, talking about this, um, sexy Dracula. Oh, um, just right. it comes full circle for us personally. Yeah, but maybe not for you. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, it looks like that same uh, Andrews way. But they go down there, and their plan is to sort of you know Britta's on top of the bubble, so that she'll hit the ceiling base or not the ceiling, but the the bit of wall above the doorway. Yeah, and the door off. That is their plan, basically. But she she goes on top of a bookcase yep. before falling to the ground. Um, so then the, uh, we have a really touching moment between Troy and Abed, mm-hmm. where uh, Abed reveals that his he doesn't he's his plan is that for this game out. I just bit my tongue and it really hurt. Can Ooh. you talk for a second? Uh, he he says the lava to him is real, and that as long as that that the game can go on forever, and as long as the game is going on, Troy will not leave. Yes. Um, because as long as Troy's leaving, it's it's no good. Yeah, um, the world is all wrong, and the floor is lava. Yes, um, and and then there's a there's this really I just I love the way they stage this where um so Troy has this line about you know uh, this I I him wanting to be one person basically uh-huh. um and it's just this nice moment where they you know 
you know, Troy and Abed have come to this impasse where Troy want, or Abed wants the game to last forever, and Troy, you know, as much as he loves Abed, wants to leave and have this experience of exploring yeah. the world. Um, and then, you know, it lasts a second before Hickey and Britta bu- burst in <laughs> and kind of, you know, it spoils the moment away, but it, it's so, it, it just plays off so well because it, it kind of, you know, just when our, our emotional tension is high and that's, and the stakes are high there, then it, we burst back into the, the fake story tension of this lava game, mm-hmm. which uh, is just, it was very, it was very well done. So Buzz and Britta ride a bookcase down the stairs, down the stairs yes. and uh, they cause a chain reaction uh, domino style yes. where um, Abed has to leap from the case, the bookcase or whatever he's holding yeah. on to, onto a vent. He wanted to get into the vents. Yes, which was how he got out of there in the zombie episode. Yes. And uh, so he's hanging on to the vents, dangling inches above the lava. Yes. Uh, Troy is still fine. His bookcase wasn't affected by the domino effect. Yeah. And so he's telling Abed, grab, grab onto my hand, I can save yeah. you. And he tells Britta that, that Abed believes the lava is real. And that's, she becomes concerned again. Yes, she, she, she becomes a good guy again, basically, uh-huh. and pushes Hickey into the lava. Yeah, she pushes Hickey, <laughs> and he says, as soon as this game is over, I'm pushing you back. Yeah, very respectful of Hickey to wait till the game is over. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one thing you can say about Greendale. They take their game seriously. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're not gonna. Which oh, your phone. Know, there's buzzed. some vibrations. Um. So yeah, that that was good. Um. Okay. So uh, Abed is is say Abed is is saying that he's 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 gonna fall in the lava at this point. He gives the comic to uh, Troy. Yep. The space clone comic. Well, this is a thing. I've this is a, I've noticed in a lot of anytime there's something there's a TV show or a movie or something with a very valuable comic. I don't think I've ever seen one where they don't bend the comic to the point that would damage its value. Oh. Including this. The way they're grabbing it? Yeah. Also, what do you think of... It's called, what, Space, Space Clone? Clone? Like, do you think that was... that? I mean, that's just like... Uh, so that later on in that scene when Abed's dead, they can come up with the clone idea, right? Yeah. Like, that's it. They, uh, just, they just needed clone in the title so that way Britta would come up with the clone idea. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Do you? I mean, no. I mean, it's not a great comic name, yeah. but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of older comics had very generic names. It's true. Action comics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very, very abusive with this comic. Yeah. And if a comic gets to the point where it's worth $50,000, yeah. any any little bend is going to is gonna Yeah, be that thing should deal. be on cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it and wasn't. Like it double, wasn't double sealed. It wasn't even boarded. No, <laughs> that's not you know, a two ninety nine comic you buy at a store has a has a higher level of preservation than, than what was going on there. Yep. Um, but that's not important. No. Um, uh, Abed falls into yeah. lava. He's dead. Britta comes over and talks well, to Well, Abed Troy. purposely falls in the lava. Yeah, he doesn't even try to go back to the bookcase. No. he kind of accepts his fate. Uh huh. But not in a like, cool way. Like not in a good way. Not he a good his way. Fate. Um, I wrote down jib jabbing, mm-hmm. which is a term I've heard Dan Harmon use before, I believe, on Harmontown. Oh yeah, jib jab, scoop squab. Yeah, but I can't remember how it came up in the episode. Because Britta says something like, uh, "The laser focus." Oh, it's when they're oh, so it's when they're is, building the cloning machine is to stop you from jib jabbing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I felt was very like Calvin and Hobbes esque because they were using cardboard boxes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, which, um, which fits. It does. Yeah. So Abed has has died uh, falling in the, in the lava, and so he's died in real life, as far as Abed's concerned. Yeah, 
So they got they they plan to clone him. Well, at least until the game is over, because we have to say, Britta and Troy are still alive and still in the game. Yes, but the implication was that Abed said the game is never going to end. Uh huh. So I think the implication was that Abed has gone into a, a crazed haze, and no matter what they do, he is just going to pretend to be dead until well, he dies of starvation. That's true because Britta stopped Troy from sacrificing himself. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. But so they 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 make a cardboard cloning device and they clone Abed. And uh, he Abed says because because uh, Britta was was kind of sloppy with her work, <laughs> he's not exactly the same, and he's he's not as wildly emotional, <laughs> which is why he is now able to accept Troy leaving. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What happens next? We had to have a moment of silence. <laughs> we did. Leaving. This is a you know I've been I've been sarcastic. In these past months. I would say angry. With my rest in peace Donald Glover bit. But uh, I'm not going to say I wasn't moved during the all of the last five minutes of this episode. Uh-huh. The uh, So the next part is where... Uh, oh, so Abed says, and it, it's not like you have to leave, Troy. Uh, you'll just send your clone. Yeah. Yes. Like it, it becomes a big clone gag. Yes. Uh, and so we get to the goodbyes. Well, yeah, and during the scene, uh, I'll take. I want to take a quick talk, second to talk about the music here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's Amy Mann, I believe, singing uh, "Come Sail Away," the classic Sticks song yeah. we all know and love, which uh, I, uh, I I really liked it a lot. The, that music, and uh, as far as I can tell, this was something that was recorded for Community. Okay, because I recognized Amy Mann, but I had no idea that she had ever covered that song. And everything I'm seeing on the internet is is in specific reference to this episode of Community. Huh. So I guess this was specifically, and and they've used her music in the past on the show, um, in a in a Magnolia parody. But uh, but yeah, I believe this was recorded just for uh, this episode, and it's 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 very it's very good. Good on you, Amy, man. Um, but yeah, that's the song that is is scoring this last scene, where um, Troy is is saying his goodbyes to everybody. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, so these goodbyes are coming on the tail end of last episode, which was about kind of Pierce's goodbyes. Yes. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it just worked out that way. Yeah. I, it didn't lessen the impact for me. No. As I told I, you at, before we recorded, this was the second episode of Road that, that brought tears to my face. Um, and Some I also people think would say eyes, I said face. The, the way that their goodbyes are handled, because Pierce's is through a will. Yeah through his last, you know, whatever. Yeah. And Troy's is, you know, they're very different goodbyes. Yes. Uh, character exits. Yeah. I thought they were both really well done, though. Yeah. Do you very not? fitting. No, both fit very well. Okay, it's, you had a very critical tone. When no, I'm just saying, like, I think some people will complain about the fact that we have two episodes in a row where the episode ends with uh, a character going around the room and saying, and you were this. And you were my favorite, and yeah. you were. I can the see best that. I, I, I think it worked for me yeah. in that it, they they both seemed true to the character. Yeah, and they and they yeah they were both very very moving. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to talk about any of the specifics? He said. Uh, I didn't make any notes. I know he asked Britta if he was better at sex than Jeff, uh-huh. in which she, in case she said she's she said that Jeff was the worst she's ever had. Uh huh. I can't believe it. I don't know. I guess there's nothing. I don't know. I mean, there's not. We can't really draw on any. uh, I don't think we've heard in the show other women talk about how good or bad Jeff is. Yeah, but every time they talk, we have heard Britta and Jeff talk about them having sex. And anytime he referenced 
like her enjoying sex with him, she always changed the subject and talked about how bad he was emotionally. Uh-huh. She never said, "Oh, you were bad at sex." I think, and to me, that I always got the I always got the feeling that she didn't want to admit that he was good at it. I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where I don't know. We've we've heard it before where Britta has done something that she's not proud of sexually. Sexually, yes. <laughs> And I think Jeff is just another one of those things. And that's why he, he doesn't rank high. True, but to call him the worst she's ever had? Well, I think it's also playing off of what they were just that's in true. the episode. Like, Britta says, I'm the worst for ruining your game. And he says, you're the best. Yeah, which is nice because that that's a running thing with them. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Jeff says he's never left Colorado. Mm-hmm. Just, you know. We've talked in the past about how I Do you was think, skeptical, skeptical about it being located in Colorado. So he was born in Colorado. Yeah. He was raised there. Yeah. And he never left it. Yeah. Not even once. Yes. Drugs. Not even once. Colorado. What? Not even once. What? <laughs> That's the thing. That's a drug ad. An okay. anti-drug ad. Oh, I didn't know. Drugs. Aware. Not even once. Okay. I think maybe they use a specific one, like meth, but... Okay. You've seen that. No, I have not. Well... You're a cool kid. <laughs> I was too busy doing math to see that commercial. <laughs> right, Jesse. Uh, yeah, bitch. <coughs> um, Which is funny. In the episode, Britta has a has a bitch line. She does. Uh, what was it? Uh, knock, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? The floor, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> After good. she knocks Jeff off. I like that. It was good times. Um, what were we talking? Colorado. Yeah, Jeff's never left. That seems odd to me. I feel like he would have gotten. I'm out trying at some to point. rack my brain now to think of a um, an episode where he is admitted to not being in Colorado. Well, he has a degree a degree from Columbia, and now he needs one from America. But I don't think the that's an online the, degree. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's yeah. yeah. That's I'm just that's the only that's the closest I can think of. Oh, I was gonna say, I had just right now a strange revelation. Okay. Uh, in the darkest timeline, Pierce is dead. Yeah. I had that revelation in the Zodiac episode. And now Troy is leaving. Just like in the darkest timeline, Troy left to get the pizza. The group without Troy is a dangerous group. It's true. Next week, we'll see. Yeah. If everything's on fire. Probably not. It probably <laughs> and, if, <won't> be. <laughs> and if Ahmed has a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> um, you think they'll make a reference to that or no? Maybe. Okay. We'll see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I had a note about last week's episode. Yeah, I, I meant to say actually, and I said ep- the word episode instead. Yeah. Um. Uh. We didn't talk about it because I didn't know about it, but there, there's the deleted scene where uh, Abed was supposed to receive something other than sperm. Oh. Um. A script was posted on Twitter by the, by the writer of last week's episode. I don't remember uh-huh. the name, but basically, um, Abed uh says in exchange for my bequeathment i i would like your phone number he says that to the to the the woman checking the polygraph uh-huh. which i guess is a reference to a movie i have not seen i think it was sneakers i is feel like you're film? saying the joke wrong in exchange for what now he was he's gonna he's without finding out what it is he's going to give up the right to his bequeathment for her phone number the lady who's running the polygraph machine. Oh. Uh, which, um, I feel like that's sneakers and she, I've not seen sneakers. I've saw it a long She time. points out that, you know, he might be inheriting a huge thing from your rich friend and you'd rather have my phone number. And, and she he says, yes. And she says, that's my favorite scene in sneakers. <laughs> so they, um, they get along based on that. 
And then uh, the character uh, who's called Kobayashi in the original script, who was the uh, Walton Goggins character, uh-huh. he says uh, he tells him what he was turning down, which is a limited edition caricature of Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Pierce. Oh, Pierce. You racist. <laughs> son of a bitch, Pierce. Um, yeah, so that was in the last week's episode. We didn't talk about that because I didn't know about it at the time, but that's pretty great. <laughs> yes. Um, that's, oh, Pierce is so bad. <laughs> should we talk about the tag? Uh, it's a tag. Well, so LeVar we... Burton yeah. is, is going to be Troy's navigator. Yes. Which was his role on the show? Nope. nope I'm wrong. I don't watch Star <laughs> Trek. I'm sorry, guys. You're embarrassing me. He was an engineer on Star Trek. Right. He was the Scotty That's why he wore the cool generation. goggles. Nope. That's not why he wore the cool goggles. He was blind and he needed the cool goggles to see. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, so then the tag is them in an, an RV, basically, which is towing the boat because <laughs> they need to get to the ocean from, from Colorado. From landlocked Colorado. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and Troy has a, a lot of questions about Star Trek that he's always wanted to ask. One of them was, why don't they call it Planet Trek, which I think is a good point. Yep. They never go to a star. No. Um, Unlike Doctor Who, where they go to stars all the time. When do they go to stars in Doctor Who? Well, that one where... Uh, 42? One time. One time. So in one 42? time. 42? So not all the time, but one time. And also I think that one about a singing planet or some bullshit. I don't remember I hated that, that episode. I'm sorry. I don't remember that one. The one where the little girl sings and they have to go kill a planet with a leaf or something. It's mm, total bullshit. I kind of remember that. I don't think they went to a star there. I feel like they went to a star. We'll talk about that next week on Shut Up, Rory. Okay. <laughs> I can go for that. Thanks. Um, plugs? Yes. Uh, I do another podcast called Nerds I View. Yep. It's weekly. You can find it at nevpodcast.com or benvnetart.com slash nev. Talk about movies and, and uh, sometimes some television. It's myself, Jordan Scott, Matt Esposito, sometimes uh, Matt Benson over there. Yep. Sometimes Thomas Willett. He'll be on the next episode. Talking about Sundance. He went to Sundance. He was representing Cinema Beach. Is he back already? He is now back. Okay. He got back like two days ago. Okay. Uh, and yeah, you should check that out. I believe we're going to talk about the out. film 12 Years a Slave as well. We all finally Fun. got a, a chance to see that. And it's nominated for a lot of Oscars. Was it and good? Tom is a champion. Well, did you like it? I haven't seen it yet. So Embarrassing. I got two days. <laughs> and, uh... I like that you said we all finally got a chance to see it. <laughs> and you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I just mean, in a general sense. Yeah, you just, you technically lied, but it wasn't a bad one. <laughs> okay. It was only a technical lie. All right. It was. So that's it. That's my show. Okay. The end. <laughs> Bye. Uh, I do some other shows on, on um, the thing. Benview Network oh, is boy. what the thing is. Um... You can find them all on bevynetwork.com. They are called Benson's Boombox, um, uh, Popsicles, and Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show. Those are all on bevynetwork.com. And uh, I, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow the show on Twitter, which is at ShutUpLenPod. You can uh, send the show an email, which is uh, ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can you can vote for us on Podcast Land, podcastland.com. It's a, a great new uh, like a like a directory or resource for finding podcasts. 
Uh, if you go there, we'll put a link in our description, but if you go there and you search for Shut Up Leonard, uh, you type in your email, you click vote, they'll send you an email, you click confirm, you have voted for us. Thank you so much. Uh, please continue to vote every month since they reset. It's only for podcast of the month. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's good. Good for exposure. Good for telling your friends. Good for getting the word out. Yeah. Do it. It hits. Um, and <laughs> and you can also do stuff to us on iTunes. That would be good. You can uh, review us. You can subscribe to us. You can rate us. If you review us uh, or if you email us or tweet us, uh, we will mention you on the show. And that will be fun for you. Until- Shut up, Leonard. <laughs>